Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Familiar with the laws that govern prayer. You know, I don't know why we seem to think that, you know, God is just somebody that's up there somewhere that has no set pattern or plan in his life for us. He doesn't function normally. You know, if he will, or if he chooses to bless, he will. And if he doesn't, then you're just left off in outer space somewhere. And, you know, when someone comes along and says, look, here's a four-point formula for success, they say, this is one of them fanatics. They think they got God in a box, and they think they can just control him by their formulas. Well, I witnessed to somebody today. And thank God she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. But I told her that if she would follow these certain steps, she'd be born again. And she said to me, no one ever told me. I, I didn't know that. Well, you know what? The father kept his word. When she did what he said to do, he did exactly what he said he'd do. And she got born again. She got saved. Into the, born into the family of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to hold to my formulas. Amen? They work. I mean, it's just what he told us to do in his word. He, he wrote this word, and he told us to study to show ourselves to be approved. Find out how prayer works. Jesus talked about prayer. Paul talked about prayer. You know, he, he explained to us how prayer works. He explained to us the different types of prayer. And if you read all through the Word of God, you'll find out exactly how it works. And exactly how people got needs met. Amen? And so what we're doing is just, we're just classifying or really we're putting prayer in its separate divisions and expounding on them for clarification. Not really to say that, you know, we're going to take them apart and say that they work independently of each other because really they work really dependent upon each other. If you're going to pray the prayer of petition and supplication like we talked about this morning, you're going to find out that the prayer of thanksgiving and praise and worship will be involved in that prayer. But we're just breaking it apart to show you how each prayer works. Now, we, we classify them in really three different divisions. Number one, we had... Um, the prayer of supplication and petition, the prayer that changes things, the prayer that changes things. And we had four subdivisions, supplication and uh, petition, number one. We had uh, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of binding and loosing, and the prayer of intercession, those four subdivisions. Then we had the second division, which is the prayer of worship, praise, and thanksgiving. And then we had the third division, which is the prayer of consecration and dedication. And, of course, the laws that uh, uh, apply to the prayer of consecration and dedication, you're not going to use in uh, the prayer of petition and supplication. In other words, if you're going to pray to consecrate and dedicate yourself to God, usually, and most of the time, there'll be in that prayer, and if it be thy will. When uh, you dedicate and consecrate yourself to the Lord, you say, Now, Father, I'm a willing son, or I'm a willing daughter. And I am willing to go anywhere you want me to go. If you want me to go to Africa, I will go to Africa. If you want me to go to Chicago, I'll go to Chicago. If you want me to go to the Philippines, I'll go to the Philippines. If you want me to stay here in Midland, I'll stay here in Midland. Well, whatever it is, if it's your will that I go over there, I want you to know that I dedicate and consecrate myself to do your will, if it's your will. Of course, you don't know his will in that sense. I don't know if it's His will for me to go over here, there, wherever it is right now. But praise God, as I stay before Him in prayer, He'll reveal His will to me. See, I follow His general will. And by following His general will, He will reveal to me His specific will in my life. But if I'm not following that general will, we're going to be faithful enough to fulfill the specific will. You may not even hear it if you're not going to follow the general will. So, if it be thy will is more more or less the prayer of consecration and dedication to the Father. It's because you don't know His will. So if it's your will, I go over and do this, then praise God, I am willing to do it. 
Now, you wouldn't use a prayer like that in your prayer of petition and supplication. You wouldn't say, now, uh, if it be your will to heal me, Lord, heal me. So you wouldn't use that. That's a prayer of doubt and unbelief. You would never use that type of prayer. The Bible says pray in faith believing, not doubt and unbelief. Hoping. See? That prayer won't get you any answer. So why do you want to pray a prayer like that? Amen? We want to pray in faith believing, not in doubt, hoping. See? Hoping that you'll run across a faith accident somewhere. You know, it's not going to work that way. Okay, you've got to open up your Bibles to Philippians 4, 6, because that's really where the basis of this first prayer is coming from. It's the prayer of petition. Our first division, we're talking about the prayer of petition and supplication. Just to note some things that we said about it. Um, this prayer is the prayer that changes things for me. For you. This prayer basically is used to change things or circumstances in my life, in your individual life. In your life or in my life? In my life. In your life. When I have to have something change in my life, I'm going to use the prayer of petition as long as I know the will of God. If not, I have to go to another prayer. I have to go to intercession until I find out His, prayer, uh, his will for my life. But that's involved in another uh, subdivision. So, this prayer is basically used for the individual in his own personal life to go before the Father to get something from Him that's granted by His Word already so that you can change the circumstances that are surrounding your life. Now, here's what the Scripture says. <clears throat> Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, we left off the with thanksgiving because it's in another division. But we're going to tie that in together this evening and more or less, you know, break it down so that we can see how it works together with the prayer of faith to bring about either your deliverance or whatever your need is from God or whatever the petition might be. Now, he said, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer. Prayer is the asking part. Prayer is when you're going to the Father to ask Him something. Now, we already said and stated, and I will repeat it again, prayer does not make faith work. Faith makes prayer work. People are spending their time praying to no avail. Oh, Lord, do this for me. Oh, Lord, do that for me. I Please do this and please do that. But they're praying to no avail. Because it's not prayer that makes faith work. It is faith that makes prayer work. Those scriptures are Mark 11, 23 and 24. Jesus clearly said that Mark eleven twenty three, being the law of faith, that law of faith says what a man believes in his heart and says with his mouth will come to pass. Therefore, when you pray, now he's telling you about your prayer life. When you pray, the prayer of faith, believe something. And we already said it this morning that you're, you're to believe that it's granted to you so that you can have it. So we see that the prayer of petition is when... Somebody is going into the presence of the Father to the throne room, taking the Word of God to Him, and a request, and I say a written formal request. There's nothing wrong with this. You know, just because, you know, God moved in our lives when we were young Christians, and someone might say, and I'll give you some examples where I never did this, but the Spirit of God revealed and showed me some things, and praise God, I'm going to grow. They prayed, and God met their need and said, Well, listen, brother, I never had to go through them formulas like you're saying to go through these here formulas. And I got my prayer answered. But you'll find out after two or three years, the same individual can't get his prayers answered anymore. Then they wonder why, what happened? God leave me? No, you're not following the program. The Bible doesn't say just because you got one prayer answered, you are super spiritual. And bless God, you don't have to study anymore. All you got to do is just walk around and just say, Glory, my Father answers all my prayers. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. I heard one individual say, You know, some of these people got a song in their heart. They sing and they praise and they worship. And I thank God for the singing and for the praising and for the worship. But when the devil comes knocking at your door and tries to knock your head off and put it down where your feet are, you better have something more. You better have the Word of God so that you can sing about the Word to be delivered. Amen. You know, I mean, anybody can get excited. I mean, I see people get excited at football games. But I want to have something to get excited about. You want to get excited about something with me? 
I was meditating last night on the Word, and I was uh, looking over the 121st Psalm. Sometimes I think we just want to, oh Lord, if I could just read all of this whole Bible just tonight, you know, just read the whole Word of God just tonight, and read all these thousands of chapters just this one night, I'd be super spiritual, you know. But I just sat back, there's only eight verses, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And I tell you, I was so blessed by reading that scripture. I sat back there and I began to read it and it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. The Lord that made the heaven and the earth is my father. And he went on to say, he, my father that made the heaven and earth, will not allow my feet to be moved. I mean, you're going to fight against me when my father made this place? He made the heavens, he made the earth, he made everything that we see around us. And he says, you're my child and I won't allow anybody to move you from that spot right there. No devil or nobody else. I said, thank you, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Then it got better. <laughs> it says, also, he doesn't slumber nor sleep. Well, I figured this. There's no sense in me staying up. I must just go to bed. I mean, you know, the devil probably the same way, but you think about this, that evil's out there all night long and you're going to sleep. I mean, if any, if you, you know the devil, you know how defeated he is. I mean, you know how crippled up he is. He's paralyzed, right? If you want to talk about him, talk about him as he is. Whipped, defeated, brought down to naught and declining to his end. He's in the minus column. <laughs> Amen. He's in the minus column. Now, He's out there all night long and you're just going to back and take a snooze. Well, how are you going to go back and take a snooze when he's working all night long? If you've got an enemy out there trying to get you in the physical realm, are you going to just take a rest? When you know he's out there right, just ready to get you? But when the father tells you, go to sleep, son. I neither slumber nor sleep. I'm staying awake all night to see to it that your feet are not moved. Then he went on to say, I will preserve you from all evil. I will preserve your soul. I will preserve your going in. I will preserve your coming out from this day forevermore. And I said, I'm going to sleep. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory be to God. See, that's just getting the word of God. Knowing what God's word says about you or about me. If that's what he said, he meant what he said. I just happen to believe that he meant what he said and said what he meant and so in my life. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God for it. Okay. Now he tells you in this scripture to be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. That's a reason why you can be careful for nothing. But in everything, with prayer, asking, and supplication, petition. You have to ask the Father in the name of Jesus, and you have to have a formal petition, a request, whatever it might be. And as I said before, just because you got a prayer answered, you know, when you was younger, praise God. But grow up and learn some more. I had these same things that I'm teaching you right now happen in my life, and I didn't know the scriptures that uh, pertained to you know, to what I'm teaching you. But I saw when I look back that what the Spirit of God is showing me right now, I fulfilled every one of those scriptures by faith as I was directed and guided by the Holy Ghost. But bless God, He doesn't want me to remain a baby. He wants me to grow up and learn how these things operate and operate in them so that I can be on top of the devil and not beneath. We're above only and not beneath. That's what he wants us to do. Operate from our seating with him in heavenly places and don't operate from being a defeated person on the earth. Because we're victorious in Jesus. Okay. Now, we have to understand that what Jesus said concerning this prayer is really spiritual law. It's spiritual law. It works every time somebody applies it. Again, I keep saying, I use the... Uh, electrical outlets and uh, how the laws apply to electricity as an example because I believe that's exactly how we are to picture our Heavenly Father. I see Him as just like a cloud or a blanket. He's just covered us. He's surrounding us. His everlasting arms are beneath us. Us. He's upholding us with the right hand of His righteousness. His glory is all over this place. He's just an ever-present help in any time of trouble. And He's 
glorious, he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful, he's omniscient, he's everywhere at all times, knows all things, and all the powerhouses right there. Like an outlet. All I do is plug into it. My radio works. And you walk off and say, oh, isn't that amazing the radio worked? I mean, I never heard anybody do that. Plug it in, turn it on, you expect it to work. The only time you get amazed is if it doesn't work. Because we got up last night in the middle of the night, matter of fact, 1.40 to be exact. Put on the light, there's no light. Hall light was off, I put chains the ball, put another light. What's going on here? There's no light. See? I was more surprised that it wasn't working. Somebody hit a pole down here and knocked out all the electricity. All night long there was no electricity in the house. Well, you, when, I'll tell you what, you find out that when that isn't working, I mean, you could plug in, I plug in all I want, try to put a tape on or anything you want all night long if you want to. The clock did not work. Isn't that amazing? It did not work. Same outlet, same plug, it was plugged in, everything was, as far as the receiving it was concerned, everything was all right. Amen? But I wasn't getting any results. I don't want somebody coming knocking on my door and saying, you know, you're supposed to be in church today. Amen? Praise God. Well, anyhow, I don't think there's a car big enough to run into God and knock out the powerhouse. Do you? Do you? You think there's anybody big enough to stop that power from working? No. There's not a demon in hell. Well, first of all, if Satan couldn't do it, you think anybody lesser than him could do it? And everybody else is under him in authority. And so he couldn't do it. He couldn't stop the effects of God's power. Read the back of the book. He lost. <laughs> right? So now think about it. It's always present. The power's already there. It's already right here. It's to heal, to set free, to deliver. Every time somebody comes in with faith and prayer, bless God, it works. That girl got on her knees in the glory of God, came down, and she's born again. Just like that. It worked. Why? Because she did exactly what the Word said to do. Okay. Now, we're operating the same way. The Father is here. The power is here. It's within us now. Not only is it from the out without, but it's from within. Now, when we begin to appropriate the laws that apply to the prayer of faith and petition, you'll find out that every time you tap into that, you always get your answer to prayer. You will get results. But I reemphasize again to you that this prayer is basically for me, for myself, for you, for yourself. If I'm going to be praying for you, we get off into other prayers, like the prayer of agreement, prayer of binding and loosing, prayer of intercession. Okay, and they work differently. Because I can't receive something for you, I'll receive it for me. Can you? Did anybody here ever receive Jesus for anybody? Did you ever receive Jesus as Savior for somebody else? No. See, that prayer of faith to be born again, to be healed of my body, I am receiving that for myself. Through faith in His Word. Now, I can teach you how to receive for yourself, but also God in His mercy has given gifts to the church and shown different, you know, different ways where a person can be helped through another believer. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the prayer of petition and supplication. Now, the scripture references we gave you are John 16, 23. <clears throat> in the Amplified Bible, Jesus said, I declare to you and I solemnly tell you and assure you that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will grant you. He will grant you. And we said, Matthew 21 and 22 said, All things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing or having faith, you shall receive. Now, the asking in prayer is separate from faith. Asking in prayer. See, the asking in prayer, He says, Whatsoever you ask in prayer, He didn't stop there. He didn't say, You shall receive. He said, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing. Believing what? Believing Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Mark eleven twenty four says, what things ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, or believe they're granted to you, and you shall have them. And so, 1 John 5 we gave you, and that scripture said that this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us, and if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know the petition is granted us. Okay? So we use all these scriptures to show this one point, that the prayer petition is like this. I go into the presence of the Father, but I don't go there without His Word. If I go there without His Word, I am doing myself an injustice. I am doing Him an injustice. I am wasting my Father's time. 
you wouldn't call upon the President of the United States of America and get in there and then start opening up your little notepad to try to find out what you want. You'd be well prepared before you went in there, right? Okay, so you take the Word of God, you look to the Word of God, you find out what He has to say about the subject or, the, or whatever the problem might be, whatever, whatever your case might be, whatever needs to be changed in your life, you find out what the Father has to say about it, and when you find out what the Father has to say about it, you go in there, you take His Word to Him, and you take your formal request to Him. Now, let's finish the Scripture. He went on to say, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And... The request is not the problem. The request is your desire. I hear a lot. Go around altars and listen to people pray. They're praying problems. They're not praying desires. Well, you know, uh, my so-and-so did this and did that. And, and, and I don't know about this. They're praying problems. They're coming to God praying problems. I'm not saying that to belittle anybody. I'm saying that to instruct and to help us and to correct us. When I come to the Father, I am coming with my request, with my desire. What do you want from God? What is your request? You write it down. Father, I request that this thing be removed from my body because it has no place in my body. And I'm requesting that you remove it now in the name of Jesus. And by the authority of your word, you said that if I ask according to your will, and I know it's your will, that it be removed from my body. I am asking you, and Jesus said that if I ask in his name, you would grant it to me. Now, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus, and I now believe that the petition has been granted unto me. And now that it's granted unto me, I consider the case closed, dismissed, except for to give you thanks. I thank you, dear Father God, that my petition is now granted. People have a problem right here. And they say, how in the world can you say that you have received something that you don't see yet? I can't say that I received my healing if I'm still sick or I still have it in my body. Well, isn't that something? We can be so physically minded and do these things, but not spiritually. When you went and applied for that government grant and you met all the qualifications... And they approved to you a grant for a certain amount of money. And you went home and you said, Honey, glory be to God, I got the grant. I've got it. I received the grant. You don't have a dime in your hand. Not a cent in your pocket. Didn't you go off and say you received it? I mean, think about it. You do it all the time. Bless God, I received something. I received a grant. I received $50,000 to go into business. I received $25,000 to start this little business over here. Praise God, I received it. Well, where is it? Well, you received it. Yeah, it was granted you, right? It may not be in your possession, but it was granted you. And you went away acting like it was already done. Well, the Father expects you to do the same thing about Him. But listen to me. Man can fail you, but God cannot fail. The government can say, well, we was only fooling. But the Father, He says, no, what my words that go out of my mouth shall not be altered. That covenant that I have made with you, I will not break, nor alter the word that's gone out of my mouth. I will not change. I am the Lord that changeth not. And so, bless God, when I walk out from that meeting room, I know that the Father was on the throne. I know that Jesus was on His right hand. And next to me was the Spirit of the living God. He's my intercessor. He's my advocate. We went over this whole thing. I went over all my requests. I went over all the Word that promises me my answer. And I presented it to the throne of God. And I put it down before the Father, nicely typed out and nicely written. I got the date. I got the hour. I got the time that I asked Him for it. And I said, Glory be to God, Father. I consider my request granted in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I will not insult you by saying that you didn't do it for me. Now you're ready for a battle. Now you're ready for a battle. Now you're ready to stand. Remember we said the book of Ephesians tells you where you sit, walk, and stand. Now you are ready to stand. That's why in this next scripture, he goes on to tell you about... The peace of God. I'm not going to get into it right now, but in verse 7, he talks about the peace of God. And the peace of God shall keep your heart and mind, or protect it. Well, now, wait a minute. If I just presented my request unto the Lord, and according to all the scriptures I gave you, I believe I received it, and it's all done now, then why do I need the peace of God to protect my heart and my mind? Why? 
because you have an adversary out there that wants to destroy the faith that was planted inside your heart. He wants to uproot that seed and pull it out of there because he knows if that word stays in your heart, you will be delivered. And he'll be brought down to not where he belongs in your life. Okay. Now, I think it's very important that we show you how you can know beyond the shadow of a doubt that the Father heard you. I didn't discuss this this morning, so go to 1 John 3 and verse 20. It's very important that you know that the Father heard you. This is the, the foundation that you stand on. <clears throat> Don't you know that when you got a solid foundation, the house won't fall? But when you build, build your house on the sand of sense knowledge, it'll be destroyed. But when you build that house on a solid foundation of revelation knowledge of the Word of God, it will stand and all the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I don't care if the devil came along and seemingly removed the earth from beneath you because underneath are his everlasting arms to uphold you. It doesn't matter. He's still there. And he says, if you're standing on my word, if you're, if you're using my word and, and operating and functioning in the laws that, that I'm sharing with you today, I don't care what the devil brings your way. All the wiles of the devil will be quenched by the fire, his fire darts by the shield of faith. See, that's where you're in faith. Now remember, James says, ask in faith. Asking is prayer, but prayer alone is not enough. Ask in faith. Okay, here in 1 John 3.20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, that's prayer, we receive. How are we supposed to ask? In faith, believing you receive. And whatsoever we ask, we receive. Because, now here's why you know. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Now I can't expect to stand now against the wiles of the devil and not having myself clad with the armor of God. Now you've got it because you're born again. But you're not appropriating it if you are having ought in your heart against somebody when you pray that prayer of faith. Oh, I'm just holding the grudge against this brother and that one over there and this one over there. But I went to the throne of God and asked the Father, just like you said, I didn't get anything. Well, it doesn't work that way. There, these are laws. You've got a loose wire back there and it's not making connection. You can plug your recorder in there all you want. It's not going to work. Get the loose wires fixed and you're surprised how it works. Amen? Okay? Get rid of that unforgiveness. Get rid of that ought in your heart. Do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And it's not hard. People think that this is all, oh, this is so hard to do. How am I supposed to love everybody and do all this? The Bible says that this is easy. His commandments are not grievous, beloved. Just love one another. Just speak well of one another. Just think the best about one another. And if there was anything, get it out and get back into faith. And then when you do, you have confidence, you have boldness to stand before the throne of God and whatever that request is of yours, whatever that petition is of yours, you have the guarantee of heaven. You've got the blood covenant to stand behind it. You've got all the host of angels to stand behind you. You've got the Father on the throne, the name of Jesus in your lips, and all of heaven's government is going to stand behind you to see to it that it comes to pass. Okay? Now... Remember what we said over there in Ephesians? Where we battle not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, powers, rules, and darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. See, that's the first having done all to stand. Having done all. In other words, having accomplished all. That word done means accomplished. Having accomplished or having fully worked all to stand. Now you've fully, fully worked all. You have fully worked all to stand. You have fully worked all to stand. Now stand. Now let's go back to that scripture here. Over here you, you find out that when you do this, you're going to receive whatever you asked of them. Go back to Ephesians 6 chapter because you're ready to stand. Here's where a lot of people miss it. They um, get to this place 
that really the father has granted their petition. You know it's not hard to get your petition granted by the father? I mean, any sincere Christian is not going to go into the father and ask him for something that's not provided in his word. Now, there are some, though, you'd be surprised. Now, I remember one case, there was an individual that prayed and said, uh, Brother, I want you to agree with me in prayer. And the fellow said, well, what do you want me to agree with you with? He said, do I have to tell you? He said, yeah. He said, you see that girl over there? I want her to be my wife. He said, uh, well, he said, uh, she's married. He said, that's okay. I want you to pray with me and agree with you to be my wife. No, I mean, that's nothing but ignorance to the Word of God. I mean, that's foolish. I don't know what people use their prayer life for. But if you pray for what God has provided for you in His Word, and you pray in accordance to His will, His Word, you're going to get your prayer answered. You're not going to be left in the dark. You're going to get it answered. Matter of fact, when you start to operate in this, you're going to get, it's going to be so much fun. You're going to wait till the next time He tries to put something on you. You're going to just look for the next opportunity to put the devil under your foot where he belongs. Because it's going to be fun to operate in this. You're just going to love doing it. Now here he said in Ephesians 6, 12, or 13. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. And having worked fully. Or having accomplished all to stand. Stand. And I know I've given you this testimony many times. But I, I, it just fits so good in here. And it's such a good example. And it's how the Spirit of God taught me. And I use it in my life. And I always go back to this, this testimony every time. I teach or, or talk about in my own personal life about how to receive something from God. The prayer petition. When we needed $200 from the Father, I didn't know what I'm teaching you. I didn't know there were divisions of prayer. I didn't know, you know what all these, these things mean. I didn't know what all, some of these scriptures I'm sharing with you. I didn't even know they were in the Bible. But as I was playing with my, with my daughter out in the yard, this Holy thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit spoke inside me and said, we needed $200, see? That's my petition, so to speak. And we needed $200 bad, desperately, on a Sunday evening. And so the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you have got to believe that you receive that money in your hand before you ever even see it. And it was like a bell went on. A light bulb and a bell. You know? That light just came, a direction to my spirit, illumination to my mind. And I went into the apartment and I got a hold of my wife. And, you know, she's kind of upset by then. She says, oh, honey, tell me everything's going to be all right. And I said, everything's going to be all right. I heard from heaven. Glory be to God. Everything is going to be all right. Here's what we did. We, we laid out a formal petition. But I didn't know this. See, I just did it by the spirit. I didn't know it. I got my checkbook and I got the Bible. And I went through the scriptures and I pointed out to the Lord. And I said... I mean, I, you know, I'm doing it like I'm telling you to do it, but I didn't know this or have this teaching. I never heard teaching tapes before. I didn't know. I was just going to school just to learn a little bit and, you know, praise God for that. But no one ever taught me how to do this, but the Spirit of God did. And so I sat down my Bible and I opened up a checkbook and I said, this is my case. And I'm just bringing it to you, Father God, just as your word said, I'm coming to you. My checkbook says, you see this, $2 and 30 some odd cents. I said, now, Father, I need 200 that might have been two million as far as who cares. Two hundred is a long way off for two, right? Now, Father, I need two hundred dollars. People are afraid to say what they need. Look at this is a fact, this two dollars in here. Now, don't get off into some tangents that a person's you know afraid to say, or oh, I've never confessed only having two dollars. Now wait a minute. That's a fact. I said, Father, you see this here? It says that book says two dollars and some odd cents. My need is $200. Your word, this is exactly what I said, your word says you supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I choose, and I know he loved to hear this, I choose to believe your word over my checkbook. That's what I said. I, no one taught me this. I didn't know anything about it. Just the Holy Ghost said, you've got to believe, believe you receive it before you ever get it. And this is okay. Now, Father... I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you for $200. And by the authority of your word, you said, if I would believe that I received it, then I would have it. And so it's 10 o'clock 
in the, in the nighttime, and Father, I ask you now for $200, and by the authority of your word, I believe I received it. That's how I said it. I could have said I believe it's granted to me, but I believe I received it. I said, thank you, Father, I have it now. I have it now. Well, right at that moment, you see, I was out of the throne room. I received my petition, it was granted to me, and I considered the case closed. Now, I didn't know about the counterattack of the devil. See, I was living, this is living experience. I'm not talking about someone who taught me how to do this. But I can instruct you by what I was taught by the Spirit of God and show you. And so, and if you think that, you know, you're just going to just, just get in there and not listen to God and not follow His Word and just get these things, you're mistaken. You're going to have to get your nose in the Word of God. And you're going to have to fill your heart up with the Word of God. And when those circumstances come, we're going to show you how to get fanatical. Okay? Get fanatical for the Word. Okay? And so there I was. Now, I, I didn't know this. But the devil immediately, the, Jesus said the devil immediately come. Again, we give him the bad confessions. I tell people, expect the devil to come. Well, you should not say that. Well, then why don't you tell Jesus he should have said that? Jesus said that when you plant the word in your heart, immediately cometh the devil to destroy that word out of your heart. Don't be foolish enough to sit back and say, I never confessed the devil coming after me when I get the word in my heart. Well, if you say that, listen to me. You're going to deceive yourself into missing, missing what you need. The way to stand against that is to be aware that he's coming and watch for him. And because I knew, you know, you know that he's coming, you can do something about it. Because, you know, he's very deceiving and cunning in, that, in, in a way to, to, to manipulate you in the natural realm to destroy your faith. Okay? Now, that's where I am now in my testimony. But let's go to the Word to show you something here. Now here, we find out that he has many missiles or fiery darts to send your way to destroy your faith. At this moment, your faith antenna is sky high. You're an individual that has released what we call the substance of faith in the spirit realm. He's in that realm. He knows what's going on in that realm. Okay? And so his demon forces and his imps that are out there working with him... They see that you have made contact, you've lifted up that faith antenna, and now your faith is working. Now, he wants to come at you immediately to destroy that faith, to destroy that seed, to destroy what you've planted in your heart in the spirit realm. Because he knows that if, you, if he allows it to stay where it's at, it will produce results. And so the first thing he's going to come to do is attack your mind. Go to 2 Corinthians 10th chapter, 3rd verse. Now see, I didn't need to do anything with the devil up to this time. Do you see that? This had nothing to do with the devil. Everything so far had to do between me and the Father through His Word. The devil was the devil not allowed to follow me in the throne room. I want you to know that. I'm seated with the Father. I'm walking in love with you, and I'm standing against the devil. That's where you sit, walk, and stand. And so, we come out of that throne room, and he sees our faith is in operation right now. And he tries many ways to get you out of that faith realm. Into the realm of mental ascent. God is not a mind. God is a spirit. And if he can get you out of the faith realm, into the realm of mental ascent... You'll be one of those confessing Christians all your life, but no results. You know, that's what's done to faith walk and the faith message an injustice. Bad injustice. They were walking around saying all these things from a standpoint of mental ascent, but never getting any results. And so they say, well, look at this big man of faith, but he don't get no results. Nothing works. I will tell you something. Every time I've ever gone in there like this and, and, and God asked the Father for something like that, it always worked. Every single time. Always for myself, but see, I can't make that work for you. I can make it work for me all the time and for my kids while they're at that age. Okay, now in this scripture, Paul has revealed to us how Second Corinthians ten chapter how Satan comes and what he's going to do. This is very deceiving. As a matter of fact, it is so well-planned 
by the devil that if you were not aware of his coming, you could very easily fall into this deception. Now, the weapons of our warfare, that verse 3 says, are not carnal, but mighty through God. Now, you're making a stand. See, you've already been into the throne. The throne's got not, the problem is not the throne room, beloved. Listen to me. People have been pinning it on the Father for too long. They've been blaming God for too long. The problem is not the throne room. The request was granted. You came to the throne of grace and you found there was a bunch of love gifts there and the Father says, it's yours. And you walked out and said, I believe it's granted to me. And the devil came along and knocked your head right off in the first five minutes after your prayer was granted and destroyed the whole thing. The problem is right here. He comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And you've got to be aware of that. Okay, now, the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ. Now listen, he's going to come and war against your mind. That's where the battleground is. After you've made your you've made your request, your petition is granted to you. You know that I've received. I have received this two hundred dollars. I know, as sure as I know that my name is Bill, that the Father heard me and answered my prayer and gave me a heavenly grant, saying, "This two hundred dollars is yours." I knew that. When I walked away from that apartment, got on in the car, driving on down to work, I remember I could see myself do it right now. I opened the door, I walked inside the store where I was working, night shift, and I was halfway back to the back room to put my lunch and that sort of thing. And when I got back there, the devil, in my mind, spoke and said, do you really think that you are going to get that $200? It only took me a second, because I was aware. The Bible says, be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath now if you don't catch anything you better catch this I don't want to have a prayer I want to bring my prayer to fulfillment I want to have results I want to have the end results I don't just want to get it granted but never get it in the physical realm that's what he's designed to do see it's granted in the spiritual realm like that but the problem is getting it from the spiritual realm to the physical realm that's where people get defeated because that's where the devil's working Okay, and so I, I guarantee you I can ask probably 90% of the, of the nominal Christians today and say, what would you have said? Do you really think you're going to get that $200? They would have said, yes, I am. And they'd have been defeated right there. Everything down the tubes, everything they studied, everything they prayed about, all that they want, all down. Because they said yes. See how deceiving that is? And I'll clarify that in a minute. He said it that way just to get you to say yes. He said it that way to get you into doubt and unbelief. The Bible didn't say believe that it will be granted to you, but it said believe it was granted when you prayed. And so if I would say yes, I believe I'm going to get it, that's future. I thought you said you already got it when you prayed in the, prayer, in, in the throne room. That's when I got it. And so I stopped in my tracks. And I said, no, Mr. Devil, I don't think I'm going to get it. I don't mind telling you that at 10 o'clock, when I prayed to the Father, He heard me, and I've already got it. Right there. People thought I was nuts. That's what I did. I said, it's right there. I got it. I'm not looking for something that I've already got. Oh, he tried some more. See, he tried some more to do the same thing. And he'll try to do the same thing to you. But he's going to come in a way that's very deceiving. You're going to have to listen. Be swift to hear, slow to speak. Don't go answering the devil in doubt and unbelief. Don't even entertain his thoughts. Don't think on those things. Now, just to show you some other ways. It might be helpful to you. Coming home the next day and having to go to school, he tried again, said, uh, see, he'll, tell, he'll try your faith. As a matter of fact, I, I think I can say this right now in this, at this 
particular place, that when your faith is tried, you're supposed to count it joy. I mean, you're supposed to count it joy. Do you know why you're supposed to count it joy? Because your faith is being tried. Meaning, your faith is working. When someone gets an attack like that, they go, oh. See, you know what that says to me? It's working. Because you see, the devil wouldn't be attacking me if my faith wasn't working. He wouldn't care. But when my faith antenna is sky high and he sees it's out there producing results, he's coming along to try to destroy that faith. And since he's coming to destroy it, I go, hallelujah, it's working. So he said to me again, you better go check that mailbox because now it's another day gone by and you got to owe, you owe that money on Thursday. And if you don't have that money on Thursday, they're going to kick you out of the apartment. So you better go look in your mailbox to find out if that money's come yet. I stopped right there and chuckled. I said, Mr. Devil, <laughs> I don't have to go near that mailbox because I'm not looking for anything. I've already got it. Right there. I'm going to tell you something right now. I couldn't see in that spirit realm. But I believe that when I put my hand out like that there, there probably was an angel standing with a $200, you know, check or something right there and just holding it right there above my hand. I said, see that? You know, he flees from you when you do that. He don't know what to do. See, he cannot stand against the word of God. And I was telling him that the word says, I've got it, so I've got it. Okay. He'll continue to do that to try to destroy your faith. But when he finds out that he can't get to you and, and you're, you're, well, let's look at the scripture. Go back to Philippians 4 now. We'll show you why you need this protection. Here's what, here's what you need. Here's what Paul's saying here in Philippians 4, 6. And 7. We might as well just incorporate this prayer of thanksgiving right in here now. Okay. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. See. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Now, at this point, when the attacks are coming, all that's left for me to do is to use the prayer of thanksgiving and praise and worship the Father, thanking Him that it's already done. The devil wants you to get to a place that you don't see it done anymore. He wants you to start to see the problem still existing. But when you got the need met, there's no more problem. That's why I didn't go with a problem. I went with a request. If the request is granted, there's no problem. If I, if I have a problem that says I need $200, and someone has offered to me $200, I didn't do anything about the problem yet, but by receiving that $200, there's no more problem. It takes care of the problem, doesn't it? So the Father doesn't want us problem conscious at all. He wants us to be God conscious. Victorious conscious. Okay? Now listen. You're at this point now. And he says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. With thanksgiving. Now, Father, I thank you that I have received my heavenly grant of $200. I praise you, Father God. That's the prayer of thanksgiving. That's the prayer of worship and praise and thanksgiving. And just magnify Him. You say, what? Praise is the highest expression of your faith. It's the highest form or highest way to express your faith in this realm. And the most highest, if I could say it that way, way of expressing your faith is in other tongues. Because Paul said that when I pray in other tongues, I barely give thanks well. Okay? So now, so the devil come along and he wants to get you thinking in this realm, warning against your mind, giving you thoughts that are contrary to the knowledge of God. You bring those thoughts and those imaginations down by just saying, No! My request was granted at 10 o'clock. I thank you for it, Father. And now I'm going to give thanks well. And when you begin to exalt him with high praises in other tongues, the devil can't stand it. Can't stand it. All that darkness is dispelled from you. 
He said, well, what if he comes back again tomorrow? Just do the same thing again tomorrow. Well, how long am I supposed to wait? Believe me, a seed will produce a plant and fruit. Just keep it watered in the ground. Now, here's where you're at. Look at this next verse. And the peace of God. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep. Now, here. Let's tie in these two scriptures. Colossians 3.15 says that the peace of God is the rule in your heart. The word rule means to act as an umpire. Okay? Now, here's... I like this. You've got to have umpires in sports. You ever see some of them? I mean, some of them, you know, baseball managers, they really get feisty out there on the field. And they come and bump into them umpires, and the umpire just looks at them and says, and he's got to obey the authority. You out. The guy's on the bench. Can't play the rest of the game, right? If you don't watch out, he's going to get a fine. He keeps it up, he's going to get a fine. If he touches that referee, that umpire, he's better believe he's going to be fine. Okay? Now, the peace of God. When you have this settled in your heart that you have received your prayer answered, your request, the peace of God comes on you. There's no more problem. You have the answer. The answer means there's no problem. See? And even though I don't have a dime in my possession, I know that I have the answer. I know I have a heavenly grant. Now, do you think the government of the United States of America is more faithful than God, the Heavenly Father? If it's granted to me, you think it won't be in my possession when I need it? A thousand times, no. I believe that God is more faithful than the government of the United States of America. But if they granted you something, they're going to get it to you. Okay, now this piece is just acting as an umpire. When that thought comes, or when the devil comes with his annex and tricks and just trying to destroy your faith, the peace of God inside your heart, if you'll just let the Spirit of God move inside you, the peace of God acts as an umpire to guard or to protect or to surround you, to garrison about you and act as an umpire. When that thought comes my way, if I'll listen to that peace that's ruling in my heart, let the peace of God rule or act as an umpire in your heart, it'll say, you out. See, you out of the game. It'll tell you what's from God and what's not from God. You out. That's exactly how it works. And the reason for that is, if that peace is acting as an, an umpire and it surrounds me within my spirit, within my mind, then when those thoughts come to that place that they're trying to grab a hold, the peace is activated. I begin to lean on the peace and let it act as that umpire. It, it, it dictates to me and shows me before it ever grabs a hold of me that that's not from God. Get it out. See? That's, from the, that's exactly what happened to me in that story. I knew that that was the devil. I knew it was a trick of the devil to get me in, really, in the future, in unbelief and out of faith. And so I listened to that piece. I let it act as an umpire. It protected my heart. It protected my mind. I got it out of my mind before it ever got into my heart. See? Not only is it going to guard your heart, but it's going to guard your mind. And so I got that and eradicated it right out of my mind. Right out and said, no, that's not from God. Get out in Jesus' mighty name. And it has to. It'll flee. Okay? And it protects your mind and it protects your heart. And when your mind is protected and when your heart is protected, then there's no way that from without the devil could come to destroy that seed of faith, the grant that you have asked him for. Now, we did this. I did this for five days, Sunday Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday was the last day or out. And believe me, beloved, they don't want to see your faith in your hand when you go to that apartment, you know, manager's office. They want to see green stuff or a check. And I come home from school that day and he didn't quit, but I didn't care. I just kept on letting that peace of God rule and act as an umpire. I didn't even know the scripture existed. I didn't even know it was in the Bible. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But thank God that we can still learn and grow. Don't think you know it all just because you've been led by the Spirit. Get God's word for it and learn more about God's word. So, the Thursday came. And uh, I purposely, this time, I purposely walked by that mailbox and said, I'm not even going to look in it till after I've come home, relaxed, took a shower, or went in the house and ate, whatever. And uh, 
Then when I got good and ready, I says, now I'll go out there. Don't, you know, you be the boss. You have authority. Don't let some outside voice tell you what to do. You tell it what to do. See? Walked over to the mailbox, opened it up, looked through a bunch of bills and stuff. Of course, you're going to get bills and stuff like that. For a living, right? But uh, someone wrote, and it's just, it's just beautiful. It's, it's beautiful how God moves and, and works while you're using that faith to bring things to pass. And had be, this is amazing. It takes five days. Five days it takes to get from here to Oklahoma, where we were, at school, at Raymond. Because when my dad would write to us or something like that, it takes about five days. That means that when I prayed on that Sunday night, that person had to mail that, that night, for five days later, It'll be four mailing days, but they had to put that thing at precisely or the day before, right, either right at the time or before I prayed. They put that in an envelope and said, we don't know why. Don't you like that? We don't know why. I said, I'll tell you why. <laughs> but we were just impressed to send you this check for $200. Now, isn't that amazing? Someone says, well, that probably they would have sent it to you anyhow. Do you really believe that? Come on. God had to wake up another friend of mine three nights in a row. He told him the first time to do something for us, but he wouldn't do it. He had to wake him up three nights in a row to get him to do it. Sometimes it takes, that's why it takes five days sometimes, because it, he's dealing with hard heads sometimes, you know? Right? Well, now, Lord, you don't want me to give that guy $20. He's driving in a, in a Cadillac. That's another one. He told me to do that. He told me to give somebody $100 if he's had a nice Cadillac and... Uh, Involved in diamonds and I had money and that sort of stuff. And, and I, you know, I said, now, nah, Lord, you don't want me to give that guy $100. And he's, he's got money. I talked to the fellow a couple of days later. I talked to my brother who was talking to him. He said, you know, he said, I tried this faith business, but it just don't work. He said, I asked the Lord for $100 and never came. He said, I was getting really upset about it. He said, I, I didn't know what to do. And I said, well, when did he say that, Mike? He says, just, just yesterday. I said, oh, dear. The father spoke to me and said, give that fellow $100. I had to stop the mail. I had mailed it to somebody else. I was going to give it to somebody else. And, and I caught it at the post office. I caught that, that check in the post office and, and told him I want that back. I got that back and I tore up the check and I made out to that fellow. And I gave it to him and I said, I'm sorry. I, I disobeyed God. I was wrong. Now, you know what a kid had to do? See, if that fellow wouldn't have got off his faith, he did get off his faith. And I found out another way. But if that fellow didn't get off his faith... He would have had to wait to somebody who was a little bit more open to God than I was at that time. And spoke to somebody else to make that guy check out for a hundred bucks. But he got off his faith and of course it, was, it wouldn't work for him then. But why is it so hard to see that these things work in the spirit realm? They're, they really do. You don't look behind that wall when you plug in your, your you know, recorder or your radio. You just plug in and enjoy the benefits of electricity. And dear Lord, if something should happen, you start screaming can't wash clothes, can't do this and can't do that. What are we going to do here? Somebody needs to fix it. He comes and tells you, well, there's something wrong here. What are you going to say? Well, get it fixed and it works. Are you going to argue and say, no, 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 my electricity is all right? No. God's the same way. When someone tells you that there's something wrong on the receiving end, because there's nothing wrong with God, people get upset about it. But you can see that if people can understand how electricity works and make it work, and if it ever goes wrong, all you got to do is learn how to fix it, why can't we learn how to appropriate the blessings of God through faith and prayer and know that God set up a, and designed a program, an operation of prayer and faith that works so that every time I pray that prayer for me, I will get my answer. It works. And so we had our money. Check for $200. Walked over to the manager's office and handed it to the girl. And she thought I had it for years. I said, this is hot off the express. <laughs> the angelic express. Hallelujah. But do you see how you got to stand your ground? you got to stand your ground. Now he's going to come to, to, to try to, like I said, to war against your mind to get you out of faith. Same thing with your healing in your body. Ah, I can just get started. We're just getting started now. We're talking about some of these things. These things are spiritual. They work in the spirit realm. You've got to have vision to see these things working out there. You do it with your family, with your body, with your kids. But you learn how it works. And when you do, you'll find out that 
You, you'll find out. I'll tell you what you find out. You find out you got favor in heaven. That's what you find out. You got favor with the King of Kings and with the Lord of Lords. He said, when you call upon me, I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble and deliver you. Did he say that? And honor you. And with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Why? Because you sent your love upon him. Because you sent your love upon him. Amen. Well, this is, we never got into it, but this is the prayer of petition. And the prayer of worship, thanksgiving, and praise is involved at this time. And let me give you, just, we'll close the tape right there. Unless it's already closed. We'll just give you some insight. Why people miss it in the area of faith. The Bible says to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. We, whenever we have exercised faith, are walking by faith or in faith, whenever something comes along that's designed to put you into a place of temptation, trials, tribulation, what is your first reaction what is your first response? If you respond by murmuring and by complaining and getting upset about it, then I guarantee you something, you're going to have to worm your way back into the Word of God and worm your way out of it. It's not going to work for you fast. That's why you're to stay in prayer and in faith and keep yourself built up all the time. Thank you for listening to our Legacy Teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life, but if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am, and I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.